Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Kentucky Oaks Day, Friday, May the 5th at Churchill Downs. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering and Development. We're going to take a look at the late pick four that starts in the eighth race. There are three other stakes races, uh, five, six, and seven, that uh, at the end we'll uh, tell you if we uh, have any particular uh, strong thoughts on any of those. Uh, Those tend to look pretty chalky. So let's jump in, Jim, to the eighth race, the unbridled Sydney at five and a half furlongs on the turf for Phillies and Mayors three and up. Caravelle off her impressive win at Keeneland against the boys. going to be the big favorite in there. Can you beat her? Yeah, speaking of chalky, I think this starts off the big four very chalky. I think everything uh, looks good for Caravelle. The Shaker Town was a very impressive uh, debut for her six-year-old season coming off the win in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint at Keeneland last November. So you expect her to need one. She may have, but she only won by head. But she beat Bad Beat Brian and Arrest Me Red. So it was a great prep race for this one. Um, I think she's going to be very tough to beat. I did take a shot in here with a horse that might fly under the radar. And that's Jonathan Thomas's horse, Bay Storm, on the inside. Uh, she's uh, been on the West Coast last year, or last year in February, and almost won the Wishing Well Stakes out there. She's worked very well at Keeneland, uh, 48-1 breezing on both April 20th and April 28th. So I think she's coming into this race very good. She's got a 99 buyer at Kentucky Downs, and that's what got me on this horse. If she can run that well at Kentucky Downs and that up-and-down six-and-a-half furlong sprint down there, I think she's got enough speed and enough stamina to, to do well in this race, and she's coming off mile races at Santa Anita, and she won down the hill at, at Santa Anita and passed as well. So uh, Johnny Velasquez takes the mound for the first time. Actually, he rode her back at Belmont in September 21. So he rides for Jonathan Thomas, and uh, that's not a very uh, uh, a combination that you see very often, but I just think the base storm at 6-1 to one, might have a shot in case Caravelle does not bring her very best. Um, going a little deeper here, over for uh, Chris Block uh, was a disappointment of the Giants' causeway, and that's why I did not use her on top. I thought that she was set up really well for that race. I re- we both liked her that day, coming off a five-race win streak. She disappointed there and night and just was never in the race uh, after she got bumped at the start. But uh, she could bounce back as well at 5-1 to one for Jared Loveberry. I think it goes through Caravelle, but I think these other two horses that I mentioned might have a shot to pull the upset. I think she could get beat in here. Uh, I'm going to pick her on top, uh, just on on class. But that was a hard race against the males, and big target is going to be at Ascot this summer. So it's I think she's put in an outside post. So there are some reasons you could make a case to uh, certainly use more than just one horse in multi-race wagers. I'm not going to end up using as many horses in here as I would like for budgetary reasons. Um, I think you make a really good case on Bay Storm. I have her third. I had Salvaje second for uh, Cherie DeVoe, second off a long layoff, and she just ran her best buyer figure, and uh, I like the draw down there on the, towards the inside. So um, I think she is is dangerous. I think Bay Storm is. The other one that I thought was a little intriguing was Little Jewel. Last time at Keeneland, she got a wide trip and had trouble. And um, maybe longer stretch here, um, she could get there. I think uh, she's a little dangerous um, as uh, she's 
gotten good coming off a, a long, long layoff. So Caravel on top, but uh, I think there are some other places worth, uh, other horses worth considering in here. The ninth race is the Grade Two La Troyenne for Phillies and Mayors Ford up at a mile and a sixteenth. I went back and forth on this several times. I ended up landing on Society for my pick. She's two for two at Churchill. I think uh, she's a little dangerous and maybe gets overlooked. There's no Good Night Olive or Malathot in here, and those have been the winning horses in the last two races she ran. I think uh, Jose Ortiz is a really good fit as a rider for this filly. And uh, I think at her best, she ran numbers that could uh, beat this field. So I think she might get a little overlooked in here. And I'm, I'm taking society on top. Search results ran big. The only time she ran at Churchill, which was the 2021 Kentucky Oaks. And uh, I think she could be hard to beat for Chad Brown. Secret Oath won the Oaks last year. She is really battle-tested coming off her top two buyers off a layoff. I'm just wondering, sometimes with uh, Phillies and, and Mayors, uh, they put together a couple of, of top buyers. They could uh, regress a little bit at that point. So I'm a little leery of, of her for that reason, but a lot of class there. And then Played Hard, I think, is a horse that is a little bit of a class test, but you know, they did run her in the Spinster last year. She wasn't quite ready for that. Is she ready to beat these kind? I don't know. I think she's really good, and she loves Churchill. Uh, but the, the class test is the question for her. How would you see the La Troyenne? I saw it one of two ways. And one of my, my first ticket that I wrote down, uh, I singled uh, the 11 horse in the first leg and singled Secret Oath here. I'm not going to single Secret Oath, but I think she's a logical favorite here, and she's as logical as anything on the card. But I'm like you, that she puts together two really good races. Uh, her first two times out, only got beaten Apple Blossom by Clary Air by a neck, and Clary Air is on top of her game right now. So I think Secret Oath, 3-1, is a pretty good price on her, and I think that's probably what she's going to get. I'm going to go deep just thinking that um, there is a chance that she will regress from that 102. I used a couple horses that uh, that you mentioned, but I used some horses that you did not mention. So I think if you don't see single Secret Oath, I think this is a race where you have to go deep. I used search results for Chad Brown. Um, did not run well in the Breeders' Cup just after. She got up on the pace and just basically gave it up. They'd given her off since then, the first time back. She ran 104 in the personal instant last year at a mile and eight. So she's certainly <coughs> capable and only got beat by half length to Malathot. Um, I used Secret Oath, of course. Classy addition, the six for Todd Pletcher, somebody that you didn't mention. I got her in here because Ortiz takes the mount after uh, riding her in the Royal Delta at Gulfstream. Uh, she went off at 6-5 to five that day and did not disappoint, so it's re- reasonable for her to move forward off that race. I used Pauline's Pearl for Asmuth and outside, just based on back class. I mean, she uh, she won this race last year uh, at the La Trianne. She has not run as well since then, but she obviously loves Churchill, and Rosario takes them out. So I think Asmuth is, is very live here with Pauline's Pearl. And I used Mo, A. Mo Ray on the outside for Brad Cox and Florent Giroux coming off a win in the Grade 1 Beholder Mile at Santa Anita, following up a Grade 3 Bacola win at Oakland. So she's on a three-race win streak and a Grade 1 in her pocket, so she's never been better. And I think she's got a chance to move up here. So I'm going to go really deep in here. Secret Oath is my top pick. I certainly don't think she's a slam dunk. Really, really good race, the La Troyenne, the ninth. The tenth race, third leg of the late pick four, is the Grade 2 Edgewood on the turf at a mile and a sixteenth for three-year-old Phillies. How'd you see this one? 
And I think this is a great race as well. I think the early they they put the right stakes races in the uh, in the pick four because this is another puzzler here. I went six deep here. I think Happy O for uh, Mark Cassie comes off the Appalachian win at Keeneland on a good turf course, and she beat Cairo Consort and Heavily Sunday, two others that I'm going to use in here, and I'm going to use all three coming out of the Appalachian. Uh, Heavily Sunday for Brad Cox moved up that uh, that day to a, a good third behind those two. Cairo Consort for Gaffleon and Pletcher, they were all right there at the wire. So I think if you like one of them, you have to like all three of them. I think that race is going to turn out to be a key race when we look down the road for these three-row fillies. I'm also going to use Mission of Joy for Grand Motion and Rosario because it's Grand Motion and Rosario coming off a victory in the Florida Oaks. A lot of these horses are coming off wins in here, and so they're all in good form. I think this race is just absolutely wide open. I'm going to use Flat, Brad Cox's flashy gem on the outside for Luis Saez, who's riding as well as I've seen him ride uh, all year long. Revelita for Chad Brown on the outside. The 11 horse gets Jose Ortiz coming off a narrow miss in the Here Comes the Bride at Gulfstream, uh, where she actually was right behind two of the horses coming out of the Appalachian. So a lot of these horses have faced each other. They're going to beat up on each other probably all year, and I think this is an extremely good race that you can go even deeper if you want. But I'm going to stop with six there, I guess. I ended up with six, most of the same ones you have. Um, I had uh, Mission of Joy on top, the Motion-Rosario combo, and Sources won three in a row <clears throat> coming up from Tampa. Um, I've got uh, Papio, uh, Papilio and uh, Cairo Consort, uh, the two Chad Browns, Revelita you mentioned, and Preliminary I'm also going to use because I read Ortiz is staying on this horse who won a maiden race from post-10 at Gulfstream. That's tough. Uh, a tough post with a short run to the turn. So that was an impressive victory. And just because of the connections there, I'm going to use this horse Comanche country. I'm going to include, I think uh, Phil D'Amato. We saw this at Keeneland does a nice job of picking spots to ship in from California. Source makes the second start off the layoff. Um, Umberto Ruspoli, excellent turf rider uh, comes in to ride the horse. I think this might be his uh, main mission in being here for uh, the day. And I'm going to stop there. I certainly, I, I can't give you a great reason for not adding heavenly Sunday other than just trying to keep the ticket at a reasonable, uh, price. And I didn't like her as much in the last race. And so, uh, I'm going to leave her out and, uh, but not feel great about doing that uh, mission of joy on top for me. The 11th race that wraps up the late pick four is the grade one Kentucky Oaks for three-year-old fillies at a mile and an eighth. And I ended up on Affirmative Lady for Graham Motion. Uh, This is a a horse that uh, he put into the grade two Demoiselle off when she was still a maiden, and she nearly won it. And I think uh, she's peaking right now off her last two races that uh, Gulfstream Park Oaks last time was really good. Um, it's the first time Motion has sent a horse in for this race in 12 years, I believe I read. And um, I think she'll absolutely love getting the mile and an eighth. So I'm going with a, a little bit of a price here, I think, at an affirmative lady. Uh, like Botanical, I think uh, Dirt and a mile and an eighth might be right in her wheelhouse. She has been on turf and synthetic so far. Maybe she just turned out to be better than, than Brad Cox thought she was going to be and uh, might be the controlling 
speed uh, from where she's drawn. So uh, I'm going to use Botanical. Very impressive last time out in the win at Turfway. We saw how well the Turfway shippers did at Keeneland. Uh, Defining Purpose, uh, the Ashland uh, horses always seem to, to do well in the Oaks. Nest uh, nearly won it last year. And so Defining Purpose seems to be improving right now for Kenny McPeak. And uh, I'm going to use her. Uh, South Lawn, I like a lot, off the win at the fairgrounds. Uh, and this could be a, a really big breakthrough for trainer Norm Cassie, who I think is a rising star as a trainer. Uh, wet Paint is a one I'm a little leery of. I think things have just been really favorable setups for her at Oak Lawn and not sure what she's beat out there. So I'm a little going to fade her chances. Uh, I'm going to use And Tell Me No Lies. Uh, Peter Miller is another guy that uh, is sharp when he ships in. And this horse is has been closing uh, in those California races, and that's not usually the, the best style. And getting away from that Baffert filly she's been chasing, uh, getting a mile and an eighth here could be the ticket uh, for her to really improve. So uh, Wonder Wheel, I could make a case for her. If uh, if you forgive the Ashland, then uh, you're the champion Merits a lot of respect. This, this is a really tough Oaks this year. I ended up with Affirmative Lady on top. Who'd you take? I just thought you were going to take all at some point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I narrowed it down a little bit more because I ran out of money, basically, because going too deep in that first leg uh, and not singling Caravelle limits my bankroll a little bit. But I used four, and I, I used a couple that you didn't. Uh, you mentioned them, but they weren't your top picks, and I didn't go as deep as you did. I think wet paint is the real deal uh, for Brad. I think that the races at Oakland, she came from way, way out of it. That might not play as well here. Uh, I agree that she got great setups there, and a couple of them were on wet tracks. But the last time she got a, a, a dirt track, she ran really well in the fantasy. So she's going to be the favorite here. I've got to use her. Uh, Defining Purpose, I think, has a shot at 12-1. to That Ashland win was incredibly impressive. When she beat a nice field there, including Punch Bowl, Julia Shining, and Wonder Wheel. Uh, South Lawn for Norm Cassie, you mentioned, coming off that Fairground Oaks win, when she just blew them away down there. She won that by three and a quarter over a couple of horses that are in this uh, field. And then um, I'm going to take another shot with Wonder Wheel. I'm just going to draw a line through that last one. It was so bad in the Ashland. She goes off at 7-5, to five, and she really never got in the race. And I, She was just uncomfortable. I don't know what was wrong with her that day. She should have moved forward off that Suncoast um, almost win at Tampa. I thought that day I loved her. I thought it set up perfectly for her, and she loved Keeneland. She also loves Churchill. She's two for two. Her first two races at Churchill are Maiden Breaker and the Debutante. So uh, I think things set up well for her against Rosario here. So I don't think they were extremely impressed with uh, Gaff Leon's ride in the Ashland. or uh, So maybe that shakes her up as well. Sometimes you see these fillies that are really that are really good and they take a bad step or whatever and then the, the jockey change gets them back on track and I, I think Rosario fits this filly very well he closes well and finishes well so I'm going to only go four deep there defining purpose wet paint uh, South Lawn who you mentioned for Cassie and Wonder Wheel and take a chance that I've got enough to finish out the big four all right let's do the pick four tickets and it's a big day so I went a little uh, heavier on the budget uh, with a $90 ticket. First leg, 2 and 11. Second leg, 2, 4, 7. Third leg, 3, 5, 6, 7, 9, 11. So six deep there, six deep, uh, or five deep in the Oaks. 4, 6, 9, 11, 13. 
So two by three by six by five, $90 ticket for me. How did you structure your pick four? I went a little deeper. I got uh, 111 in the first leg with two, four, six, nine, ten, with three, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, with four, five, seven, eleven, and that's a $120 ticket. You can cut that in half if you single in the first leg. Uh, you can cut it way down if you single secret oath, but uh, I think this is a sequence that's going to take a little coverage and you might get paid. It's a really nice card, and uh, they have stakes races that start in the fifth race with the uh, Ali Sheba, uh, Rich Strike, the Derby winner, is going to run in there um, from last year. Uh, you've got the uh, grade three Modesty on the turf for Phillies and Mares. You've got the grade two Eight Bells for three-year-old Phillies going seven furlongs. Any uh, any strong opinions in those races or uh, long shot plays? Well, I think one of these days that um, one of the uh, strategies I use on these days is rolling pick threes, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. Pick fours and pick fives are extremely difficult on these big days. You've got all the best horses trying to win the best races, and I think money's gold. Even though the horse is six to five, I think she's the best bet of the day in, in the uh, eight bells. I don't see anybody in there that can touch her. And she may be three to five, but you might get some value by taking her and then trying to get a price before and after. Um, so in the sixth race in particular, I think Didia uh, for Aquarius has a shot. I think Sparkle Blue for Rosario in motion has a shot. Um, but Chantasara is going to be the... the um, talking there that might be a little bit vulnerable uh she run one at tampa she hasn't run at churchill she is three for three at distance but i think she's going to get over bed in here so i think keying um money's gold in the middle of the pick three or at the beginning of the pick three might be your best value of the day i am actually going to try to beat her in that race <laughs> uh and i'm just going to do a two two horse exacta box i think there's one horse that's got a shot to beat her and it's red carpet ready who got cooked by a hot pace last time at Gulfstream, and she was going a mile, so she cuts back to seven furlongs, and she looked like a, you know a rising star there for Rusty Arnold, and you know he he may have just bitten off too much to chew here against Money's Gold, but uh, I'm going to take a shot that Red Carpet Ready can upset her and uh, box those two in a exacta might be my key uh, play of the day for. Um, the card other than uh, trying to hit some of these multi-race bets. So uh, red carpet ready is my kind of under the radar one to keep an eye on to see if uh, she can knock off money's gold. Or maybe the exact will be decent enough if, if she runs second to her. Uh, best of luck with your plays on the Kentucky Oaks Day card. And then we'll be back to take a look at the Derby Day card for our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.